Hey guys, thanks for tuning in today to the JTP Church Podcast. We hope God speaks to you through this message. If you want to share with us what God is doing in your life, you can write us at hello at jtp.church. If you would like to partner with us and make a financial gift to our ministry, you can visit us at www.jtp.church and make a donation. Now sit back and enjoy the message. It's good to be in the house of God on a Sunday night at 6 p.m. If you haven't done so, please turn in back of you and say hi to two or three people. The closest to you and tell them so good that you made it tonight. It's good that you're in the house of God. We're excited about what God's going to do. He's already started blessing us. Had a little pep talk like we always do at 5 o'clock. And it's incredible how God's using so many young men, young women in this generation. Now, before we get into the word... We're going to start a new series today that we announced last week, and we're going to be talking about how God speaks today. There's a lot of people, for whatever reason, they believe that God spoke yesterday. Some people even believe that God only speaks through the Bible and that God doesn't encourage and confirm certain things or speak to us today in a personal matter. And the Bible says that he does. So we're going to be talking about how to be in sync with God And we're going to be going through the Bible so that we could see that God still speaks today. Amen? How many of you guys put into action what we spoke about last week? We talked about praying. Today we're going to follow along those lines, right? We talked about being still. And that sometimes we got so many things going on in our lives that that's the reason why we can't hear from God. Because we're too busy trying to solve everything ourselves. But when we stop and be still, then we know that He is God. So today we're going to continue on that same subject And I bumped into a quote of a very famous Christian pastor that lived a couple of decades ago. He passed away. His name is A.W. Tozer. And he said, it is the nature of God to speak. It is the nature of God to speak. So I want you to put your hand around two or three people around you. And I want you to tell them God is a speaker. He loves to communicate. He still speaks today. I truly believe all of you are here because you want to be close to God. Otherwise, who comes to church if you don't want to get closer to God, right? However, if you've never experienced God speaking to you, I don't want you to get down on yourself. That's the very reason why we're doing this series. We want to be able to just pour out and go through the Bible to see what God says, how we can tune our ear to listen to God's voice. So that brings me to this disclaimer, right? I was preparing my message throughout this whole week, and I made a disclaimer, all right? So I I need to get this over with before we start. You guys ready for this warning? All right. Here's a disclaimer. Once you start being intentional about listening to God's voice, your life will surely and drastically change. Forget about your dull and repetitive life continuing that way for much longer. You will experience God in a fresh new way. He will occasionally ask you to do things that you don't understand. He may ask you to play a fool or to tell people something that will be hard for even you to believe. But if you obey, everybody say, if I obey, then you will see miracles everywhere you go on a consistent basis. You will see God's true calling and destiny for your life unfold before your eyes. And as a consequence, you will be greatly blessed and you will be a blessing for many. Everybody down with this? Yeah? All right. So let's get started. I want to be able to just get this point through to you. And I want you to understand what A.W. Tozer was speaking That it's the nature of God to speak. You see, God is a communicator. The reason why you and I speak is because God speaks. You see, the Bible says in Genesis that he made man and woman to God's image. 
when you see how we communicate as people in couples, and I communicate with my wife in my marriage, that shows a lot about how God wants to communicate with every single one of us. God is a communicator. He loves relationship. He loves speaking. He loves listening as well. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 3, the third verse in the entire Bible, it says, Then God said, everybody say, he said, he spoke. Let there be light. So we see that everything started when God spoke. Everything came to pass when God spoke. He created the heavens. He created the stars. He created the moon, the sun. In John chapter 1, verse 1, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then if you go to verse 14 of that same first chapter of John, you see that it says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory. So interesting how, at how Jesus was described before He came to earth. The Bible says that He was the Word of God. He was the spoken Word of God. So from day one, we know that God is a communicative God. He is a God that speaks. When talking about John the Baptist, the Bible says that he was described as the voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord. Now, he wasn't the voice, but he was the one that was preparing the way for the voice. So we can spend here about an hour, an hour and a half, just talking about all the different instances. You know, remember Adam and Eve when they were in the Garden of Eden and they had sinned? The Bible says that, and, and the voice of the Lord came to them. So we see so many references about God and the fact that he speaks. So I'm praying, and I truly believe that in the next couple of weeks during this series, it's just going to have such an impact in your prayer lives that you will regret not having done this or started your communication or taking your prayer life with God to a new level sooner. Amen? I believe that this is going to stir something inside of you. It's going to get you passionate for wanting to know God more in another level so that you could start listening to God's voice because he continues to speak today. When it comes to prayer, there's two extremes. There's a type of people that when it comes to prayer, all they do is talk, 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 talk. And they start asking God for all these things and they have a list. I have nothing against the list. I've used them myself, you know, because sometimes I have a bad memory and I need to pray for things. And sometimes I hate to tell a person I'm going to pray for this and then I forget. And since I know I'm forgetful sometimes, I tend to write things down. But sometimes all we do is talk, 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 and we go into God's presence and our prayer time is just this. It's just going to God and getting everything that we need to get off from our chest, getting it out and telling God and speaking and speaking and speaking and not letting him speak to us then there's the other extreme, people that say that God talks to them every single time. The second extreme of people is the type of people that they say that God tells them to do everything. God told them where to put gas. God told them what diapers to buy for their kids. God told them, you know, what cereal to buy. God, he's somewhere in between. He talks to us and He's not always talking. He's not telling us every single little detail. But he's constantly pouring his heart and he wants to direct us. He doesn't care what cereal you buy. Maybe you should ask your weight what cereal you should buy. He has greater things that he wants to share with you and where he wants to direct you. So I want you to go to the book of Exodus. We're going to jump into the word now. And I want you to see this amazing passage of when God spoke to this guy. It's, it's just crazy. And I'm sure most of you guys remember it. And it's the story of Moses and the burning bush. 
In Exodus chapter 3, verse 1 through 4, it says, Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the back of the desert and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire from the midst of a bush. So he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, but the bush was not consumed. Then Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush doesn't burn. So when the Lord saw that he turned aside to look, God called to him from the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. Raise your hand if you ever heard this story before. A lot of you guys, if you've been in church for a while, if you've been in Sunday school, you've heard about this because it's a supernatural event. What Moses just finished admiring. I mean, there's a burning bush that's on fire. It's burning, but it, it wasn't consuming. We know the story all too well, but it's, this is a crazy thing that happened here. First, the burning bush that's not being consumed. Moses must have thought, well, this is a sight that I haven't seen in 80 years of my life. Something weird is happening here. The Bible says that Moses spoke to himself and he said, you know what? I'm going to go check out what in the world is going on here. And when he goes to check out what's going on in this bush, he starts, he starts seeing that for some reason it's not turning into a tumbleweed. It's just burning, burning, and it's not being consumed. But that's not what surprises me the most of the story. What surprises me is that when Moses comes close, he hears a voice from the bush. Raise your hand if you ever heard a bush talk to you. No? No crazy people in here? He heard the bush, a voice coming from the bush, and the voice said, Moses, Moses. I don't know about you, but if it would have been me, I would have taken off. I would have started running as fast as my legs, my 80-year-old legs would let me. Or maybe I would have had my staff, I would have whacked the bush. Isn't it peculiar or isn't it interesting that Moses doesn't run, Moses doesn't whack the bush, Moses doesn't start thinking, oh, you know, I'm, I'm getting old. Maybe I'm starting to hear things. Maybe I'm going crazy. Moses just answers and he says, here I am. Why is that? Did you ever stop to ponder or to think about why Moses didn't react the way that most of us would have reacted? What I think, and the Bible doesn't say this, but I think that Moses, it was very familiar to him, the voice that he heard. It's like he heard it before. He didn't react in such an aggressive way because he, he was probably used to listening to God's voice. Talk to him and calling him. And the Bible says that he drew closer when he drew closer to God. And I think this, is, this talks about us, you know, and maybe we, where we are in our journey. God wants us to draw closer to God. And sometimes when God calls us, what we do is we take off. Is it God? We don't know. If it's God speaking to us because we're not familiar with the voice. But I think that in this case, in Moses, he became familiar with that voice. Keep in mind, there was no speakers. There was no microphone. There's no social media. There's no smartphones, no YouTube. So if you're in the middle of a desert and a bush talks to you, you know, it's either God speaking to you or you're going crazy. One of the two. So Moses heard something familiar in this voice and says, that's God. I've heard this voice before. And I think that as a church and as individuals, we need to get to a point in our relationship with God so that when God speaks to us, that voice becomes familiar to us. We don't freak out. 
or we don't say, you know, is this God or is this my conscience? Or is that we be able to discern when God is speaking to us. And I think these next three or four weeks is going to help us to do that, to get our ear in tune with God's voice. You know, my wife could call me at work, but if she calls the office, you know, we don't have caller ID in the office. So I could lift up the phone. But if Carly just says, hey, I already know it's Carly. Why? Because I've been married to Carly for 10, going on 11 years. I know what her voice sounds like. And the reason why sometimes we don't know if it's God talking to us or if God even speaks, it's because we haven't taken time to listen to God's voice. And I think that God is calling us, especially in these times we're living, to be a people that we can hear God's voice. Think about this. If God put us in this place, if God has us here for this time, for this season, to do something for him, and he's constantly pouring out direction into us, how much direction have we missed for not listening to God's voice? I think that something supernatural is going to start to happen with people here in JTP Church when you start to take time, like we said last week, to be still and be in the presence of God, to start listening to God's voice, and you're going to start to see how God, with time, his voice starts being so familiar to you. And when God calls you in the middle of the night, you're not going to say, oh, you know what, it's, maybe I ate too late. You're going to know it's God calling you to pray. God must be up to something. He must be wanting to tell me something. Maybe I'm fighting a battle that's not even mine. God wants to give me the solution to that. Sometimes God is speaking continually. I always love to use this example because how many of you guys remember the old school radios that you had to actually tune into the station? And you couldn't get it. And then right when you hit the frequency, boof, you were there and you connected. That station was constantly emitting a signal. The reason why you couldn't hear it was because you weren't in tune to the frequency that that station was emitting. And the same thing happens to our prayer life. It's not that God's not speaking. Trust me, God is speaking to you every single day. The thing is that sometimes we're not in tune to God's station. So Moses doesn't freak out. He sees this burning bush burning but not being consumed. Here's a voice coming out of the bush that says, Moses, Moses. And when he comes in, here's a voice, the voice of God that tells him, Moses, this is a holy place. Take off your sandals because the place that you're stepping on is holy. Moses must have thought, now this is something I haven't seen in my 80 years. And keep in mind this, Moses saw an entire sea turn to blood. Remember all the plagues that God brought over Egypt? Moses saw that. Moses saw all the frog infestation in Egypt. He saw grasshoppers fill all of Egypt and eat all the crop of an entire empire. He'd seen fiery hail fall from heaven. Raise your hand if you ever saw fiery hail fall from heaven. But Moses saw these things. He saw such darkness that you couldn't even see your hand from in front of you. That's how thick the darkness was. It was one of the plagues. He saw so many supernatural things, but he had never seen a bush not being consumed. One of the most popular questions sometimes I get asked as a pastor is, Pastor, how can I tell that God is speaking to me? Or does God still speak? I would love to listen to your voice. Are you still speaking to people? In fact, the kind of people that have those kind of questions, like Moses, they want to be available if and when God speaks to them. They're people that 
they want God to speak to them. I think everybody here would want God to speak to them. He speaks different ways. We started this series to be able to give a broader answer to explain how to hear God's voice because it requires more than just a simple formula. It's not two plus two is four. You just have to have an open heart and start to develop a relationship with God. We started on that last week, talking about how we can get closer to God. And the first thing we said was what? Be still. We need to be still and stay in the presence of God. It brings me to a parable, not a parable, a story in the Bible about two sisters and a brother. And these guys were Jesus' best friends. They were very close to Jesus because when Jesus would be traveling, and I keep in mind he was always going from city to city to city to city. Well, here in this particular city, they had a group of friends. It was two sisters and a brother. And whenever Jesus came through that city or to that city, they would open their home so that Jesus could stay there and rest. And they would cook for Jesus. And, and that's the story of Lazarus. Lazarus, the one that Jesus later on resurrects from the dead. How many have heard that story, right? So he had two sisters, Martha and, and Mary. And there was one time that Jesus came, stopping by from one of his evangelistic trips. And he just sat down and he was going to teach and the thing is that Mary came and sat down at the feet of Jesus. She wanted to hear what Jesus had to say. And Martha, she was getting, you know, el churrasco, because she was Latin, you know, con las papas fritas, el arroz con frijoles. She was getting all the food ready and then making sure the house was vacuumed. And I, I could picture Mary running around the house, making sure everything is good for when Jesus came. And then she got upset because she was doing all the work. And Mary was just sitting down at the feet of Jesus, listening to him. And she even had the nerve to tell Jesus, tell this lazy girl, get her butt up and help me with this. And Jesus told her something. She chose the best part. Now, does that mean that God doesn't want us to be proactive and God doesn't want us to serve and be excellent? Or no, of course God wants us to be that. But there are times when you need to be still and sit down at the feet of Jesus because he wants to tell you something. He wants to speak. So... If we put into practice what we learned last week, we understand how important it is to be still and be in the presence of God. Guess what? You're going to start to learn how to hear God's voice. It's going to come to you as a small whisper. It's going to come as an impression in your heart. It's going to come through reading the word. It's going to come through many ways. As you build that relationship and take time day after day to be still in the presence of God, you're going to start to understand and discern when God is speaking. How many of you want God to speak to you on a daily basis? Come on. How many of you guys have situations in your life that you need God to tell you what to do, what decision to make? Well, he still speaks, and that's the good news. Robert Morris said, Hearing God arises intrinsically as part of a genuine and ongoing relationship with God. If you want to hear God's voice, then you must get to know God as a person. And this takes time and intention. Just like getting to know a friend. So that's the best way to put this. If you want to get to know God as a person, if you want to start hearing and getting in sync with that frequency that we talked about, that God's constantly speaking to us, the best way and the only way is to start getting to know God as a friend. How many of you guys have friends? Raise your hand. And the rest of you don't? We'll pray for you afterwards. We'll hook you up with a friend. How many of you guys have best friends? All right. What makes that person your best friend? Trust. Okay. How did you gain their trust? 
with time because you spent more time with them. I can't be a best friend with somebody I just met two hours ago. Maybe I will in the future, but I don't know that person well enough to know their intentions, if they're loyal. But as I get to know a friend, that friend becomes my best friend because I know that I could trust and I can confide in that person and I could talk to them. Same with God. How do you get to know God as a friend when you start pouring your heart and taking time to be still and start to listen to God's voice? I guarantee you guys that if you start a prayer life and once you're done saying everything that's in your head and going through your list of petitions, you stop and you just tell God, God, speak to me today. And even if there's an awkward silence for some minutes, just stay and wait and watch God start speaking to you. Watch God start impressing things in your heart. Watch your heart start turning into God's heart. Watch you start loving the things that God loves. Watch you start seeing the things the way God sees them. And you're going to start seeing on a daily basis. It's not going to be from one day to another. But with time, just like a friend gets to know another friend, and that friendship grows into true, intimate, best friends, the same way God wants to be your best friend. How many say amen? So that's what Robert Morris said. It's intentional, right? Hearing God arises intrinsically as part of a genuine and ongoing relationship with God. I started tonight off with a quote of A.W. Tozer. I told you guys that he's one of America's most quoted and well-known pastors and authors. And I just want to read a little bit more from where I took that quote. It says this, he wrote, I believe that much of our religious unbelief is due to a wrong conception of a wrong feeling for the scriptures of truth. A silent God suddenly began to speak in a book, and when the book was finished, lapsed back into silence again forever. Now we read the book as the record of what God said when he was for a brief time in a speaking mood. With notions like that in our head, how can we believe? The facts are that God is not silent has never been silent. It is the nature of God to speak. The second person of the Holy Trinity is called the Word. The Bible is the inevitable outcome of God's continuous speech. It is the infallible declaration of His mind for us put into our familiar human words. I think a new world will arise out of the religious mist when we approach our Bible with the idea that it is not only a book which was once spoken, but a book which is now speaking. How many say amen to that? What he's trying to prove is that the Bible is not something that God came and he spoke and all these prophets inspired by the Holy Spirit, they wrote down everything God spoke and the book was finished and now God stopped speaking. No, he continues to speak today. He continues to speak today to all those who are open and all those that take time to listen to everything that God wants to say. Man, I think it's time that America starts listening to God's voice again. I think it's time that us as families start to get in tune instead of with so much social media. And I have nothing against with social media. But man, if I have two hours and I'm constantly in my phone because I'm scared that I'm missing out on something that somebody else is doing that I don't even know, I could be missing out on what God wants to tell me and what he has for my future, for my family. So I want to make sure that I'm connected to God on a daily basis. That God is constantly speaking to me about what I have to do as a man of God because I have a destiny. Raise your right hand really high. Come on, I want you to declare this with me. I have a destiny of God. I have a calling of God. And say, I need to connect with God on a daily basis to understand and live out my purpose. So if we don't take time, and that's why the enemy is going to do everything, and he's going to lift up as many obstacles as he can. 
in order to keep you from getting into God's presence so that God could start telling you, look, this is what I have for you. This is what I have for you. This is what I planned for your life. God has always been a speaking God, and God still speaks to us today. Fifteen times in the New Testament alone, Jesus says, He who has ears, let him hear. Ask your neighbor, you have ears? we got to use them to listen to God's voice. John 8, 47 also says, He who is of God. Anybody from God here? Yeah. All right. He who is of God hears God's words. John 10, 27 also says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. It's sad but true that some churches nowadays, they teach that God only spoke or speaks through the Bible and all of a sudden has gone silent. They actually teach this in some churches. They use a passage in Revelation chapter 19 where it says that it's blasphemy to add or take away anything from the Bible. They associate it with God not speaking anymore because he already spoke through the Bible and then we can't add anything else. There are two truths that we must reconcile. Number one, Scriptures are finished. The Bible is not a work in progress. The Bible has been sealed. It's done. We can't add it. I totally agree with that. We can't add. We can't take away. We can't manipulate. We can't insinuate. It's done. It's completed. But another truth is that the Holy Spirit still guides, still prompts, still convicts, and still leads. The work of the Holy Spirit continues to be alive and well today, 2016, in the lives of those that give him an opportunity. You see, God speaks to us in our spirits. His spirit bears witness with our spirit. God doesn't give us additional books in the Bible. As much as you want to hear it, there's not going to be a First Jonathan chapter 1. There's not going to be any more verses or chapters or books in the Bible, but God continues to speak. And as I finish up tonight, I want to share about something that really happened. This is a true story. There was a pastor by the name of Olin Griffin, and he got in trouble from the leaders of his denomination because he believed and he preached that God still speaks, just like we're doing tonight. And the leaders formed a credentialing committee. You know, they got all the people, all the brains of the organization. They got them all together. They met, and they questioned the pastor for several hours. Finally, Pastor Olin, he addressed the committee chairman, who was also a pastor, and he said, you've been asking me questions for three hours. Please let me ask you something now. So the man nodded and Olin asked him, were you called to preach? And the man nodded again. And so Olin added, who called you to preach? The man cleared his throat and he said, well, God did. So Olin said, good. Would you mind telling me which verse in the Bible contains your name and says that you were called to preach? And the man put his head down and couldn't say nothing. To which Olin summed up and finished off by saying this, God never says anything to our hearts that's contrary to what is already revealed in the Bible. But in the same way he called you to preach, he continues to speak to people's heart everywhere. And that's how God still speaks today. How many thank God that he continues to speak? How many thank God that, man, we can go on in this Christian life, not alone. We're not walking blindly. Oh, wherever the wind takes me. No, I'm being guided by the Holy Spirit. If I pray every single day, if I go to God and I'm still in his presence and I start developing the art of listening to God's voice. Interesting that God didn't say those who have mouth speak. He said those who have ears listen. 
because God is constantly speaking and he wants to connect with us in such a supernatural way. How, how frustrating must it be for God speaking and wanting to speak and because we don't take time to listen to him, we go and we make mistakes and we fall and we don't live out our purpose. How frustrating is it from God screaming directions? I, I picture it and illustrate it in my mind, you know, talking to us and saying, hey, this is what I have for you. There's something better for you. Don't give up. And then all of a sudden, because we don't connect with God, we don't receive instructions. We don't re receive wisdom from God. We're too into the wisdom of this world. But if you take time to start listening to God's voice, to develop the art of listening, I don't know how long you've been a Christian for. I don't care how long you've been coming to church for. Maybe you haven't, you've come to church and you don't even pray anymore. But what I'm getting to is that today could be a start of something that could allow you to catch up with everything you've lost in the past. Reconnect with the God who called you and assume that calling and that destiny that God has for your life. You see, there's a promise over every single one of us, and that promise is that God's going to bless us, and he's going to use us to bless many. Stand on your feet today. The good news that I'm here to share with you is that you don't have to go on through life living blindly, ignoring what God has planned for your life. It's true that God won't give you all the details, you're not going to go and pray right now when you get out of church and pray for an hour and God's going to give you everything that you're going to do from here to you till you pass away. It doesn't work that way. But the Bible says that God ordains the steps of the men. It's talking to me about step by step. God's going to ordain the steps that I need to take tomorrow a day at a time. He's not going to give you everything that you have to do. He's not going to reveal the entire. That's why he told Abraham, look, this is the big picture. We talked about this, remember? This is the big picture. You're a father of nations. Your descendants are going to be more numerous than all the stars in the sky and the grains of sand in the, in the sea. But you know what? Here's the reality and here's the first step. Start walking in the wilderness to the land that I'm going to show you and just trust me. And that's how God works. And he ordains our steps. When you start distinguishing, and I think it's incredible that Abraham, not even serving that God, because he used to serve other gods. All of a sudden, for the first time, this God reveals himself to Abraham. And all of a sudden, he's already in. And he understands it's God's voice. And he acts on it. As children and as children of Abraham through faith. I think we have to imitate his example. Because God is telling people right now to do certain things. And if you connect with God in a supernatural way, God's going to direct your path. He's going to direct your steps and he's going to take you to where he knows that you need to be. God's ways are greater than your ways. God's time is greater than your time. His thoughts are greater than your thoughts. And when you connect to God, you will never live blindly. We don't have to rely on our own understanding. The truth that God still speaks today offers us hope. It offers us reassurance. It offers us confidence and it offers us direction. You can learn to hear God and I want to challenge you in the next couple of weeks. Don't miss a Sunday because we're going to talk about the different ways that God speaks. My father has had situations that kind of I get jealous about because he says that God has called him in the middle of the night when he was young and he would just hear his voice. He will hear a voice call his name in the middle of the night, just pitch black, sleeping, 
Oscar, and he'll call him. My father's name's Oscar. And, and he'd just jump out of bed and not see anything. And then on other occasions, he would tell me that he would hear a name that he knew was him, but it was a different name. You know, God changed people's names in the Bible. So you hear a different name, but he knew somehow that it was him. And then on one occasion also, he saw an angel in his house. He was, it was a long story. I don't want to get into it because it involves me and an embarrassing uh, story about me. <laughs> but he had a doubt like saying, God, I thought your word says that your angels protect us from harm. And for a split second, he just thought like saying, like, where were you, God? I mean, like sometimes we do. And that night he was meditating and he heard his voice again, his name called Oscar. And he saw a huge camouflaged angel about eight feet tall. He would describe him to me. He had um, a sword and he had his hand on the sword, like getting ready to pull it out. And he just stand right there at the door and then just dissipated. I mean, I, I get, my dad tells me these things and I get, I'm like, why hasn't that happened to me? God's never called my name. God's never showed me an angel. I've never seen anything supernatural. But you know what? I don't live by sight. I live by faith. I know that God is with me. And I know that if I connect with God, I don't need to see to believe. We're people that are called to faith. And I want to challenge you to take your relationship with God to a new level. In prayer, and not just prayer, sometimes when we talk about prayer it's just about you telling God all the things that you want him to do for you and I'm talking about taking time to worship him and I was more involved in the music ministry sometimes we don't appreciate the silences but there's silences in music and sometimes even as a worship leader sometimes we're leading worship and there's a time that there's silence and we get uncomfortable and we want to fill it and, and oh lift your hands and there's something there's something special about silences and about just letting God. You don't have to fill everything. You don't have to talk. Sometimes God just wants you to shut up and let him talk to you for once. And not get up and go to work. Okay, I finished everything I had to say. See ya. And God was like, uh, uh, be still and know I'm God. And I believe that God is going to take us as a church, as individuals, as families to be God-driven be people that listen to God's voice and accomplish the calling that God has placed in our lives. How many say amen? We live in a generation where people, they have time for everything, even within the church, but they don't have time to pray. And that's, that's our bread and butter. That's our ABC. If I can't connect with God, that's the foundation of my relationship with God. I want to encourage you today. From this day on, to be able to start taking time on a daily basis to listen to God's voice. You're going to start seeing in less than a month how you're going to start to recognize God's voice. When I was getting to know Carla, we started talking on the phone. I remember we were in a retreat. It was a Christian retreat with the youth and we went to the retreat. The retreat was called short. We had to finish it on Saturday because there was a hurricane coming. So the apostle said, well, we're going to do it till 2 p.m. We were supposed to stay all Saturday sleep over Saturday and Sunday morning come here to church but we had to cut it short on Saturday because there was a hurricane coming and I remember Monday morning after the hurricane uh, I had gotten Carla's number uh, as an excuse because I was the youth pastor and I went to register her to the retreat she went she came to the retreat so I had her number <laughs> I misused 
church information. No, I'm kidding. So <laughs> I called her up on Monday and I go, the threat of the hurricane was nothing. Nothing happened. But I go, are you okay? I, was, I called as a pastor so worried for their sheep. And I was like, are you okay? Did anything happen to you? Did your house get blown away? How are your parents? Everything? Oh, okay. So I started calling her. That first time, if she would have called me back, I wouldn't have recognized her voice because I was just getting to know her. But now after 10 years, Carly calls me. She doesn't even have to call me. I know those eyes. I know. <laughs> she has faces. She has many faces for those that know, you, know her. And I can tell what each face is. I know when she's upset. I know when she wants something. I know when she tells me to do something, but she really wants something else. Why? Because I've gone into a relationship with, with her. And with God, it's no different. You see, God wants you to know him in an intimate way. And trust me in this. Trust me in this. And that's why I gave you guys a disclaimer. The minute you start to take time to listen to God's voice, to obey God's voice, to start discerning when it's God telling you things, your life will never be the same. It's totally going to change, and you're going to start seeing miracles happen all over the place. God is going to start opening up doors, closing certain doors to protect you. God is going to start leading you to places, to people. And I want to close off tonight. I want to ask if there's anybody here in this house, and maybe if you've never let God into your heart publicly. Maybe you've heard a lot about him historically. You know that he died on the cross. Man, you've even watched the movies, you know, you've watched the series, you even saw, um, what's the name of that guy that did now on Easter, the whole procession where they walked, Tyler Perry, you saw the procession, Tyler Perry's procession, amazing by the way, but maybe you've never had a public demonstration where you say, I'm going to follow Jesus every single day of my life, and the Bible says that in order to have salvation, you don't have to pay for it, to earn it you just have to open your heart and let God in and I want to ask today is there any is there anybody here that wants to raise their hand and say I want to let God into my heart and from this day on I'm going to start to walk according to his ways I'm going to take time to listen to his voice I see your hand back there God bless you so amazing is there anybody else if you can help me and close your eyes this is such a personal moment I think that God is speaking to many hearts today to many people maybe you're going through a devastating situation devastating breakup something devastating is happening happening to you right now and you really need God's help you know what the Bible says that he's constantly knocking on the door of our hearts all we need to do is answer and today is you know God is asking you know would you let me in is there anybody else that would like to open their heart today to Jesus and say God I want to give you a chance I need you to help me I need to see your hand I need you to get me out of this I need you to partner with me to be able to give me wisdom to see how I can overcome the situation.